1: bachelor nation you know jojo from abc's bachelorette and cnbc's cash pad now she's teaming up with dsw to share her favorite shoes of the summer from white sneakers to on-trend sandals and platforms there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar head to dsw.com to shop all of jojo's picks Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am ready to recap last night's episode with former Bachelor star, Elise Delbaum, who appeared on season 23 of The Bachelor, Colton Underwood season. Hello, Elise. How are you? How are you liking the season of The Bachelorette? Tell me everything.
0: Hi, I'm doing really good. Um, I love it so far. Last night's episode was a little annoying, but if, episode three, I feel like, all is it three or four? Four, you know, I four. think. They, they always have to get rid of some of the like nonsensical drama. So hopefully we'll move past that now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this episode was a lot. I mean, it was t- t- took place over like one day, but really it was more than one day and they just tried to make it seem like it was one day. And I almost felt like that made it worse. <laughs> It was a little
0: all over the place and confusing. I think the storyline worked, but I was confused at when with all this was happening.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of outfit changes. I know for a fact, or at least Nick Vile told me that Blake Moynes was actually like there the week before, and that she was back in that white sweater. So I think the timeline was a little messed up. Um, but I guess it did make sense storyline-wise, as you said. Um, let's start with this first group date, or the only date, actually, on the episode. the only date. Which is wild to me. Um, as someone who's been on a bachelor group date, are they fun? (laughs) No. (laughs) I love that honesty.
0: (laughs) Um, absolutely not because you don't know what you're getting into. I I was lucky enough that I didn't ever have to do anything athletic because I would have um, failed miserably. I think maybe, you know, I could play checkers and that's about it (laughs) if we're doing like some sort of talent competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're not the most fun and you never know what's going to happen and what antics are going to come out of it. Um, I was much more comfortable on, you know, one on one time.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess this was a truth or dare kind of themed date. It was more of just like a a challenge, in my opinion, because there wasn't really like truth or dare. It was just like, do this, eat this plate of Twinkies. You know, embarrass yourself like I I was missing where they were asked about when to truth or dare I didn't hear many truths. Um, I heard a lot about, you know, geography
0: and 50 (laughs) states but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of um, truth or dare happening. I mean, is eating carbs a dare? That sounds like my happy place. I don't it understand. Is, it
1: is for Mike the Virgin guy who clearly hasn't had a carb in seven years, which I don't know if you watch Vanderpump Rules, but there was a girl on that show who hadn't had pasta in her whole life, apparently. And I was like, what are these people doing? I guess having way more willpower than I do. I, know. I mean, he's a virgin and doesn't eat carbs. That's just strength right there (laughs) former professional baseball player i guess he had his eye on the prize and now he's trying to let loose and the bachelor is giving him this opportunity for sure (laughs) first pasta then who knows (laughs) yeah who knows honestly i have a feeling he's going to stick around we're seeing a decent amount of him and i think they're going to try to carry that carry that storyline through
0: I like him a lot. I just hope they don't lean too heavy into, like, the virgin thing. He talked about it. He did it really well. He was super, like, Mm. to me, elegant in how he brought it up because it didn't come out, like, judgy of other people's choices. But now I hope we get to know other sides of him because – who cares about if you've had sex or not?
1: I know. It's it's such a thing on the back. I mean, as you were on Colton season, you know what it's like more than anything to hear that over and over again. How annoying was that?
0: It came up a lot. Um, obviously, in like ITMs, it was asked about a lot. I don't think I ever really addressed it with him just because yeah. there was other things I wanted to know. That's not on my checklist of like, do I want to end up with a guy? He has to, you know, be a virgin. So yeah. I didn't really bring it up. And I don't really care to hear about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very fair. Um, so in addition to eating carbs, like you said, we had this 50 states. We had to whisper sweet nothings in Katie's ear. Andrew S., who people are loving. I like him. But I'm I the accent thing, it's, it's a little over for me. We're on episode four and we're still doing like Bridgerton. I guess it like worked. But then he did it in the proposal too. I don't know. What do you think about the accent?
0: I think during the sweet nothings, it worked. During yeah. the proposal... I don't know if he did it just because he felt uncomfortable and it's maybe his like fallback. But I mean, I liked Briggerton. So, Andrew, <laughs> he can say, I'll burn for you and I will accept it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. People really are liking him. And he's, I think he's a very like a fresh take on the show because he, I, I mean, we'll get into the drama and how he handled it and stuff. But I think overall it's just like a good vibe. I'm maybe a little friend zony between the two of them. But he seems like he's just like a nice person and positive person to be around, which you don't always get on the show. He
0: handled this episode perfectly. I don't think I've ever seen someone handle it so well.
1: Yeah, he was not messing around. Um, But in a way that was like not taking it too seriously either. Like he found that middle ground that I think is always missing on this show. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, late nights and a little
1: bit of alcohol will do that, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I don't blame the contestants. I'm always just like, how did we get here? <laughs> um, Greg, what are your thoughts on Greg? Because I was all in on Greg. And then all this stuff came out about him like going to acting school or something. And I was trying to ignore it. And I know it's not fair. To like judge someone, and we don't really know what's going on. But as I was watching the proposal, which I hate when they do the proposal things. By the way, I think it's so weird. It's corny. It's cringy. The show is supposed to end in a real proposal, so I don't like that they always do fake ones with Caitlyn and Taysha like giggling and watching. And then in his, he's saying, "I love you so much," and that felt like was that like an act for the proposal because he didn't know what to say for the proposal, and he just ate the pepper like, or did he really mean "I love you"? Like, I I was so confused about what was going on. I don't think that was like a like, Katie said, he said, I love you. And
0: I'm going to accept that. She wants to hear that stuff from Greg. It's clear, like that's her front runner. Um, but I don't think they should put too much weight in what a fake proposal says.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. But she was really taking that as like, oh, he said, I love you. But then when she brought it up during their like, conversation later about like how she was falling for him, he almost looked scared. I think
0: Greg, I don't care that he went to acting school. I mean, <laughs> bless. But I think that a lot of what I'm concerned with is she is no longer in a lead position when it comes to him. So you see Katie being this like really strong woman, right? She's making clear cut decisions. And then with him, it's like she's chasing and pursuing him. And yes, there is a little bit of that in every relationship, right? At different times, you're kind of chasing each other, but it seems like she's constantly chasing him. And we've all done that, right? The guy that seems just out of reach, he gives you a little Mm -hmm. and you're like, he loves me. (laughs) (laughs) When he's like, "Uh, no, I just called you back. (laughs)
1: yeah no I think I think that was what his face was saying in that moment because he did you know and it's been coming on so strong with the first impression rose the first date then he's been on the group dates. like we've seen a lot of Greg and a lot of times they try to hide the like front runner but he is very much front and center and he's getting that like lovey-dovey music and I'm like I feel like something might maybe he's gonna maybe he'll like leave and like break her heart or something
0: maybe I don't know I feel really protective of Katie whenever I see her and Greg together I feel Mm -hmm. like big sister and I just want to be like oh just don't (laughs) put too much weight into what he's saying, not because I think he's a terrible person, but I think she's already fallen in love with the idea of Greg so much that she might not see where maybe their compatibility might falter.
1: That's such a good point. I mean, I can imagine in the moment in that show, it's just like lights, camera, action. You think you're in love so quickly, but sometimes you do see the lead be guarded, but with, and with Katie, it it does seem like all bets are off when she's with Greg. Oh yeah. And that makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. That makes me nervous too. Um the night portion of this date very quickly turned into the Thomas of it all. So we have to talk about Thomas. Oh, I Thomas. feel like if I was on the show, one of the first things I would say to like the girl I became friends with was, do you think you'd ever be the bachelorette? Like I know you're not supposed to say that, but aren't we all aren't you all kind of thinking it or just like Does it come up in conversation? Because I would assume it comes up in conversation.
0: I think people generally are smart enough to realize that they shouldn't bring it up in conversation. Mm. However, I have no problem with someone admitting what everybody is thinking. Because at the end of it, you're one out of 30 people. Mm -hmm. There's a big chance you're not going to end up with that person. And that might also just not be your person. Just because they're the bachelor or the bachelorette doesn't mean you have to fall in love with them. They're still at the end of the day, like you're dating them too. So do you think about what can happen after the show? Yes. Anyone would be lying their ass off if they <laughs> said otherwise.
1: Yeah. I With Thomas specifically, I, I feel so many different ways because – I genuinely watching him, I've said night one, he reminded me of Josh Murray based on his look <gasps> and like his vibe. I called that night yeah. one and now people on Twitter are saying it. And I was like, I have the recording. I said that after the <laughs> premiere simply based on like his vibe. Like he, he feels confident. He knows he's a good looking guy. He knows he's a sweet talker. And I stand by that. And when they kept saying manipulation, I was like, you know, if you read Andy Dorfman's book, you know, that that's, it's all adding up <laughs> a little bit, a little Josh Murray vibe. But at the same time, what they showed us of him, well, I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth, and I think he's like a BS talker, right. I do think they didn't show us enough of why he's so bad for all of these guys to feel so strongly about him. Like, it kind of felt like a gang up. And I didn't feel bad for Thomas, but I also was like, oh, like, we're going really hard on this guy for answering a question that Hunter asked him six times about wanting to be The Bachelor. And he admitted it during the, the Nick Vile group date that he came on the show with potentially bad intentions. So I while i don't believe him and i'm glad he's gone i also don't know if this was the hill to die on or we're just missing something
0: i i was confused a little bit because i understand them saying you know the right reasons that's a topic every season Mm -hmm. however they just seem to go so hard and i don't know if it's like the mob mentality of like oh we if we all have the same enemy then no one's looking at our you know Mm. at what we might not be doing correct. We can all be on this together. They felt like middle school girls last night to me. I was having flashbacks, you know, <laughs> seventh grade and going, oh, poor guy. He's like eating in you know the bathroom alone, it yeah. felt like. But the words they were using, I wonder if there's something that happened that we didn't see. If this is not, we're just getting maybe a piece of the picture or, or they just went too hard. It's mm-hmm. one of the two. I
1: think so too, but this season has been a little mob mentality, like in general, like we saw the Cody thing, he, then he got kicked out and then Carl. And again, I don't think these guys were going to be the love of Katie's lives, like no love lost there, but it does feel like they're all leaving so abruptly.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'll give it to her. She's making clear decisions and not keeping people around. Like everyone always talks about, Oh, do producers want you to keep so-and-so around, I don't think katie's listening if they are because she's like oh villain gone villain gone
1: (laughs) yeah i mean if they're suggesting it she's saying i don't care that's so true i never i didn't even think about that like every every time we get people to go through and she has just kicked them all out which i think is good but then i just wonder if the guys are they having too much power like are this is katie's show and i'm a little in kind of like are the guys asserting too much of their opinions, which brings to the Trey Andrew S discussion. Cause I do understand, you know, when Trey was talking, I was like, okay, you know, he's trying to make it seem like he has her best interest at heart and he doesn't want her to end up hurt. And he feels like he has to say something. But they already did kind of warn her about Thomas. It's not like they saw all these red flags and it wasn't discussed. Like we did this last week. So I kind of was more on Andrew's side to be like, we have to trust Katie that one, as a bachelorette and two, just as a girl and a person and a woman who can make her own decisions.
0: I, I, like I said, Andrew is just winning for me in this because honestly, you have such limited time when you're with someone on this show. And if someone's taking that 10 minutes that you might get together, I'd, I'd be annoyed too. Like I hated it on our season with the Hannah and Caitlin drama. Mm-hmm. You just sat there going, okay, but can I can I say something to him? Can I figure out if this is you know where I wanna be? Yeah. So I totally get Andrew's position. And also, she's a grown woman, and I think he's completely right when saying, like, she'll weed this out on her own, we can address it, and then let's move on. And I think had they handled it that way, I bet Katie still would have made the same decision, but they would have put a little, I think they should have just put a little more faith in her ability to choose what's best for her.
1: I think so, too. I think Thomas would have self imploded. I think she was picking start even though because after the the group date last week, when he kind of admitted, you know, his intentions, I think that would have instayed like his storyline. And that would have she would have had that in the back of her mind and been reminded by that. And then she would have picked up that he was just saying everything she wanted to hear, which was was her point. And I think they would have gotten there themselves. I don't think the guys needed to turn it into that. And I just feel like next week they're going to pick someone else because that's been the trend. So Where does it end? Because this is Katie's show. I I hear you. Well, and Thomas is like the perfect
0: politician, right? He says Mm -hmm. a lot and says nothing at all at the same time. Um, And that you can, I mean, looks go so far, but I think he's gotten by on his looks when it comes to women. Mm. And he he wasn't saying anything that had a whole lot of depth. And I'm sure that Katie would have seen that, whether it's another episode or two.
1: We all, if we saw it, she could see it, you know? Yeah. I agree. We also saw the other guys on that group date sort of jumping after Trey you know, went for it and then came back and said it went well. And she comes back to give out the group date rose. They all kind of jumped on like, well, we felt this way and we this. And it's like, they were just waiting for Trey to either self implode or (laughs) succeed, which I guess is genius because it worked. But I couldn't believe Trey got the rose. I was shocked. I know there's like drama roses and whatever, but I really am surprised she gave him the rose. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not really sure
0: why she rewarded that, um, yeah. but she must have felt in that moment that he, you know, really gave her information she didn't have before. But you're totally right. The guys waited for Trey to come back, and he said she really appreciated that. And then the guys like, okay, now this is all we're going to talk about. We're going to yeah. get on the trade, you know, trade train. They were like, we,
1: the the collective we came out and I was like, two seconds ago, I wasn't sure who was on Andrew's side and who was on Trey's side. I just love that they're like, we're a
0: unit, we're a collective, we're making decisions together. I'm like, you all are dating her, but this isn't like a polyamorous relationship. No, there's not, not. You guys don't have to make decisions based on the group. You should be making decisions based on your relationship with her. And I think
1: that got lost this week. I definitely think so. To wrap up the Thomas of it all, I mean, he does this public he goes to see her, which just pisses them off even more because he took away, he made her late for the row ceremony because then I'm sure, you know, one thing goes I mean, who knows if it was his idea, but whatever. He goes there, she's late, it's midnight or whatever by the time she gets there. They're all pissed off and he definitely planted the seed of kind of being like, well, I'm being ostracized in the house, which is true to some degree, but he also kind of brought himself there and the sympathy he was trying to get, which was never going to work for him. I don't know what he thought if Katie wasn't going to bring that up or something, but I don't know what Thomas thought he was going to get out of going to see her and try to, I guess the sweet talking.
0: I, yeah. I think he's falling back on default patterns of if I just talk and smile and look pretty with my shiny forehead and nice cheekbones, she's going to forget everything that she's worried about. Um, I, their conversation didn't bug me as much as his public apology during the rose ceremony, mm-hmm. which to me, I was like, okay, no, boy, bye. That sealed the deal for me. That it, it, nothing about that felt genuine.
1: It was the most rehearsed apology I've ever heard. Yeah, and also, it, again, you could have done this at any time. Like, you're sitting around this house with these people. If you really feel that way, you could have, you know, told them that already. And then even with Katie, like, you know that there is going to be a cocktail party, and other guys are going to want to talk to her, but you're going to get your chance. Like, you know, in the back of your mind that like you're like the topic of conversation right now. Like, they're going to make sure you have your shot with Katie. So. I feel like by by putting himself with her alone again, it was just making the target on his back bigger. And the public apology was just so stupid.
0: It, it was cringe. Yeah. And yes, he is a beautiful man. But that gave me the ick. I just thought, oh, no, I'm ready for you to go.
1: Me too. What did you think of Katie's like fake out? Because I've seen some people online think thought it was a little cold and maybe he didn't deserve quite such a you know, you're selfish, you're this, you're that, like you're selfish, you're unkind, you're a liar, your bachelor audition ends tonight, so get out. But at the same time, like it was kind of iconic. So I I don't know where I fall, but I see It reminded me a lot of like Hannah picking up
0: the pedestal Mm -hmm. moment. That was like her power move. And I think Katie had her power move. In real life, I would not be cheering that on. But in this environment, you have to kind of set boundaries and set standards. So her doing that in front of the other guys kind of just seal the deal of like, all right, I don't want this kind of nonsense to continue. And this is me showing you very publicly in front of all of you, what I'm looking for going forward in real life. I wouldn't be, uh, you know, shouting at my TV and clapping, but in this space,
1: I loved it. That's such a good point. She was like, kind of taking back the show. Like the guy, like I can handle myself. I mean, selfish, unkind, a liar, all possible we don't know enough about the guy to know if that's a fact i a little birdie told me we're gonna see him on paradise so unfortunately this is not the last of thomas well you
0: know you're comparing him to josh let's just hope he doesn't make grunting noises Paradise. (laughs) i hope they got rid of the pizza (laughs) yeah he'll have his redemption arc i'm sure but um unless there is something that we just didn't know that you know was troublesome as far as like the line aspect mm-hmm. i just was confused by it but i'm glad he's
1: gone let's move on <laughs> yeah totally and we will move on too i just have to say one last thing the i would sign something right now when he was trying to prove he wouldn't want to be the bachelor did he think like maybe abc was gonna like, whip up a contract saying he's like <laughs> is, is declining an offer was he saying like he wanted like was it like a pinky promise like a blood oath i was like what is this guy getting at i'll sign something right I- now Oh my gosh. I would have loved if a producer walked out and said, okay,
0: sign here that you will not go to paradise. You won't be a bachelor that would have been hysterical because the look on his face if that came out would tell you everything, right? Yes. I don't know what he was saying. He, He was just messy. It was messy.
1: It was messy. And we got so much fourth wall breaking this episode with the producer Comfort and Katie with so much talk about being the bachelor. They used to just allude to the right reasons, wrong reasons. But now it's just like, oh, no, straight up. You want followers. You want to be the lead of this show. So for him to say, I'll sign something, I was like low key hoping that a producer would come out and be like, here is the contract that ABC will not hire you for this period of time. You can't do this interviews. You can't work with this brand. Like imagine this like detailed bachelor contract. Like that would be everything. They and you can't it. be on Instagram for one year. Yeah, no Instagram, no press opportunities, no nothing. Like wow. And then you still lose. That'd be amazing. Um, the other main part of this episode was the Blake Moines of it all. Like I said, from what I understand, Blake was there when they were filming last week's episode, Katie was back in the same sweater, but there was just so much going on last week that they mm-hmm. decided to keep this for this week. Um, Blake, overall, did you? I didn't necessarily love him on Caitlin Taisha's season. I thought it was interesting that he decided to come back because my first thought was, well, this guy does love, like he falls for the show. Like he believes in the love on the show. Like we saw him fall for Claire. We saw him fall for Tasha. But I weirdly, by the end of last night's episode, was like shipping them. I loved him at the end
0: of it, coming out like, oh, I'm naked and putting a mint in. It felt in. so real. Yeah. I I mean, they said that they had messaged before. And I mean, the fact that she got emotional when Tayshia said someone was coming, I'm like, Katie, you knew exactly who was coming. I think she knew too. And the fact that all the tears started in Waterworks, I was like, oh, oh, they weren't just saying like, oh, I, I really enjoyed watching you on television. I think there was a, much more to this story. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've good, I've good feelings about this one.
1: I do too. I, someone was comparing it to like, when you're in like high school and you go home and like, you'd see someone was like online and you were going to message him. And then you'd like have this relationship and then like, you'd see them at school on Monday and like you were giddy. And that's what it, that's what was the vibe. Like she had some sort of, they have like this image in their head based on their messages and they're seeing each other and there's like real sparks and butterflies. And I felt like I was watching like two cute little people meet and I was like into it. It was almost as if we were watching like 90 Day
0: Fiance for a few <laughs> minutes. Like they've had this internet relationship, but you don't know, like you said, if you see them in person, if it's that connection is going to be there. And it clearly was. So I think he's going to stick around for a long time. The only thing I worry about for that poor boy is, <laughs> the, you know, their common enemy is gone. So who's going to be the common enemy now? It's Blake.
1: Bachelor Nation. You know JoJo from ABC's Bachelorette and CNBC's Cash Pad. Now she's teaming up with DSW to share her favorite shoes of the summer. Weddings, vacations, and plans with friends are officially a thing again, which means it's time to give your closet a refresh. And you know, start wearing things that aren't sweatpants. From white sneakers that look good with everything to on-trend sandals and platforms that pair perfectly with sundresses, there's something for every style and for everything on your calendar. Head to dsw.com to shop all of JoJo's picks perfect timing for Blake to come in there. They got, they got three out. Aaron was responsible for two of them. Then uh, Trey stepped in and got rid of yes. Thomas. So now I don't, who's going to step up and try to take out Blake? I don't think it's going to work. Because as someone also who's been on the show, he knows how it works a little bit more. He probably knows what to expect. And he knows maybe how to play the game a little bit. I can only imagine that having done it before, watch yourself on the show, that's an edge. Oh, absolutely.
0: I wish you got, you know, like one season of The Bachelor that wasn't aired. And then you could go back in and actually be <laughs> like on the boot show. camp. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like somehow it could prepare you. But he is definitely coming in with a lot more understanding of how this works than the rest of the guys. So he knows, I'm sure to expect that the guys are not going to like him. But he just has to focus on his time with Katie and ignore it because let's be honest, none of the guys are going to like him.
1: No, there's no way. Um, He also mentioned that he would be ready to propose at the end of this, like very early, bring up 90 day fiance. I mean, it was like, he knows he's technically behind, but I think any sort of real life relationship puts you ahead. So even though he's behind, he's probably has a deeper, she knows probably more about him than she knows about half of those guys still left, I would guess. Absolutely.
0: And the rest of the guys, like you said, you're just starting to get to know them and you don't really know their intentions. If he reached out privately, that I'm sure kind of plants this seed of He was interested before he knew I was going to be the Bachelorette or that this opportunity was going to come. And especially after Thomas's drama, that is probably a very comforting place to be with someone.
1: Yeah, very true. It's like he already has the quote unquote fame and whatever from the show. So he and putting himself out there is to potentially get a part by America again and obviously get eaten alive by the guys in the house. So it is a risk, even though it's like you're getting more screen time and attention. There's something to be said for having your moment, getting your followers and then quietly, you know, maybe stepping back. Well, I mean, look at our our girl last season with Matt. She was, you know, there
0: for what, two seconds? Poor
1: Heather and the minivan. Poor Heather that was rough i still feel like there's so much we don't know about that and i one of these days it's on my list of like bachelor questions i need the answer to like why was hannah Ann in palm springs why was heather at the women Tell all and they depended like she wasn't there like there are so many dumb things and i'm sure the answer is just for drama and to mess with us but i want to hear it from someone's mouth because this is unfair to tease <laughs> us like this i put in a lot of time for this freaking show Give me an you've gone down the rabbit hole I have, and I can't get out. Um, Are any other guys from this season standing out to you? I feel like Michael had a moment, the single dad in this episode. He, um, She was like, I can't stop thinking about our date. But then when she asked him about like Ohio, he quickly moved back into like the cliches and didn't actually answer the question about whether they should live in Ohio. So I don't know if these two would work in the real world, but they seem smitten. Michael's kind of that guy that you should be with, Mm.
0: but you're kind of bored by. Ooh. You do know what I mean? Crazy. We've all had that. You meet that guy that you're like, he checks every box. He is such a good man. My life would be so happy. And, and I think she's also thinking, but
1: I would be really, really bored. Right. She's like, do I have to live in Ohio? As someone who lived yeah. in Ohio for four
0: years, like, you, I don't know if you want to live in Ohio. <laughs> he is such a good man. And I hope that whatever happens, I don't think they're going to end up together. But I hope for him all good things because he is just one of the most genuine people i've seen on this show he just
1: oozes like realness i know it's hard for people like that on the show because especially you know there's kids involved you wish the best for them but at the same time you're always just like i just i have a bad feeling about this one i don't think it's gonna end well i don't know if this is worth it for you but thank you for bringing some sincerity to the program (laughs) yeah it will end in
0: tears for sure because i think he's a crier but he'll find i mean Think of how many people are going to be sliding into this man's DMs.
1: That's true. And it's a good, like, fresh start. Obviously, he has, like, so much loss in his life. His wife, like, it's so sad. Like, it probably... Getting back out there is probably so difficult that if you're going to jump right in, this is a... Or not jump right in, but when you're ready to jump in, this is certainly a way to do it. And then post-show... You'll get maybe some normalcy back and like get that out of your system and be like, okay, things could be worse. I could be sharing her with 30 guys. <laughs> right. He went on the world's
0: craziest blind date, basically. Yeah. But I don't think he will be lacking for uh women's attention after this show.
1: I would agree. Um, Connor B the cat didn't really get any attention this week, but he was kind of a big one before. Like I said, Greg kind of freaking me out now she did make a whole thing to say how pure his intentions were and it just made me cringe because again i know all it was was some dumb meme that katie liked about him you know having bad intentions and being an actor or whatever but i just like it's it's hard for me not to read into stuff like that and i was like so all in on this guy and now i'm just like we feel weird about him and i don't know what it is maybe i'm it's all in my head and i'm being (laughs) wrong but i just like greg i'm not on team greg anymore and i don't know why (laughs)
0: Oh, I think I really wonder if the editors watch what happens with social media and the reactions and edit certain conversations, not edit them to like make them up. But, you know, the fact that she all this stuff came out about acting and then they put in that little clip when they I'm sure they had much more conversation Mm -hmm. than that. It's just interesting. I don't know if they do that or not, but sometimes I think they're playing to the audience a little bit and our reactions of these characters. Mm. But I'm sure Greg's just a fine guy. I just don't, I don't know. I want her to be chased.
1: Mm. Who stands out to you for Katie? Andrew S. Oh,
0: I don't know if they have it. It looks I just like don't he's know getting the one on one date next mm-hmm. week. So we'll see. But I mean, that boy is solid in my book. He can call me. <laughs> yes. Let's go. <laughs> Um, I, I think he's great. Greg is just clearly the front runner. It's just so, so obvious at this point that the only person that I think that could shake that up is Blake.
1: Yeah. And I think that was something that Nick Vile also said to me was that how Greg reacts to it will be so telling because he's a clear front runner, the way Sean Booth clearly hated Nick so much it says a lot about how much they know they're the front runner, but also how much the person coming in may actually have an effect on it. If they get so bothered, they feel threatened. Whereas before they were like, oh, I got this in the bag, or I know at least I'm like top four or whatever. So I'm very interested to see how the guys, I mean, you know, like some of the guys are going to hate him just because they're already so caught up in the drama, but the guys who genuinely have a relationship with Katie, how they react says so much about how much they like her, how threatened they feel.
0: Or it might say a lot about their ego. That too. It's, it, there's a lot. It's a good way <laughs> to throw it. them in
1: there and see how they react.
0: Right. It's a comfortable position when you think you're you know, in the top. They're interested. I'm sure Greg knows that he is clearly a front runner and probably suspects that a couple other guys she's interested in, but he knows. I mean, yeah. it's all over that boy's face. He knows. You have to know. So it will be interesting to see if he starts chasing Katie because he likes her or because his ego is knocked down a peg or two.
1: Ooh, that's so true. How are you feeling about the the Tasha Caitlin aspect of it? Cause I think it's fun and I even like the bloopers, I just think it it brings a lightness to the show when it gets so dark sometimes and over the top. I mean, I, you know, Chris Harris, it's a whole other thing, but just without even that, do you like the Tasha Caitlin energy on the show? Well,
0: Caitlin, I just love her laugh. So anytime she's <laughs> in the background, just like snort laughing, and I'm there for it. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a really good job, but um, I think they're also trying to find their footing so yeah it's it's a weird position they had to walk into but i think they're doing a really great job i think that there should always be a female host for the female lead i think, I think so it too. brings a different dynamic and it's just much more comfortable i would love to see that continue whether it's with taisha and caitlin or whoever but i hope that the bachelorettes get a female lead
1: yeah i female think so. host Yeah, I think so too. And I also think they're probably with her so much more than we even see. Like they're picking and choosing when they're going to like put them in because it shouldn't also, it shouldn't be about them, which I understand. This is, like I said, this is Katie's show. We don't need Caitlin and Tasha in every scene, but I would imagine she's going to them with so many questions of stuff. Maybe they don't want us to know she's asking or, and getting advice or they don't whatever their answers. Cause you could tell when Tasha was talking about Blake, like I saw a few tweets being like, Tasha's reading whatever they wrote her to say about Blake.
0: You know, for as much as they are um, taking the fourth wall down, they still throw some stuff in where I'm like, "That Taysha, that man did not call you."
1: No, he definitely <laughs> he, didn't. He called
0: producers. Yeah. Um, so it's funny what they choose to kind of leave in,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: or or make our little Taysha say, uh, "Yeah, that was not believable whatsoever."
1: <laughs> yeah, I but agree. I,
0: I do like just the girls um, being there to kind of support her who have already been through this experience.
1: I forgot that Taysha was on Colton's season. Did you Mm -hmm. have any sort of friendship or relationship with her? I can't even remember, but. We, uh, we weren't that close. Um, Mm -hmm. We got
0: closer towards right before I was going to leave. But we just had kind of different groups that we were hanging out with, but we didn't have any issues by any means, but.
1: Um, I want to play bachelor regrets, which is just a game full of, it's, it's not, it's not, I'm not Andy Cohen. I wish I was, I wish I could, you know, really go there, but it's, it's just a few questions about your time on the show and some are specific to you, some are general and you can go deep or you can, you know, say yes or no, or tell me to pass whichever way. Um, but I guess I also just have to start with in general, have you spoken to Colton at all or had any reaction to, you know, the, the whirlwind year he had coming out as gay and everything that happened with him?
0: Um, I wished him the best when he, you know, came out with that interview. There had obviously been rumblings that it was going to happen. So it wasn't that part of it wasn't a surprise. But um, I just wish some of the decisions prior to him coming out had not happened. But, um, you know, I support my girls and I support him and his new journey. But um, I just wish people
1: hadn't been hurt in the
0: process of him coming out. That is very fair.
1: Um, you did my favorite thing on the show, which is leave. Um, I <laughs> I really enjoy when a contestant takes themselves out of the running. I just think it's, it's, oh, it's just such a thrill. And I, if I was on the show, I feel like I would just unless, you know, I somehow was in love with this person, which I doubt would happen. I would be looking for my exit to have my moment. And I don't know if it's about having your moment or if it's genuinely like, I need to get the hell out of here. Um, but I guess my regret question is, do you regret going on the show to begin with since you kind of quickly realized this process isn't for me?
0: Well, was the process not for me or the person not for me? Ooh. We'll put it that way. I've definitely been in relationships that, yes, in a couple months you are full steam ahead and thinking about your future and we just let's, I mean, we all know now that it wouldn't have worked had I stayed or not and yeah i went out with a bang i don't regret being on the show because of the people that's brought into my life i think that it sounds so cliche but truthfully the friends that you get from this experience even from other seasons is worth everything
1: okay was it i don't know if you can even if you tell me this was it your idea to leave like pre row ceremony or were we just like we couldn't do it anymore over it I was
0: over it. And (laughs) I'll be honest. Oh, there's, if we're going to talk about regrets, you know, doing my hair and putting on a white dress was probably a little, uh, you know, food (laughs) for for the Twitter to go crazy. Mm -hmm. But I truthfully, I told one of the producers, I said, if I'm going out, I'm going to look good doing it because I've gotten broken up with when I have mascara like running down my cheeks and I'm in sweatpants. And if I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave feeling good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's what I did. No, I remember that white dress getting a lot of attention because it, it wasn't like it wasn't a wedding dress by any means, but I just feel like it was like the white and that like Twitter loves, you know, to poke fun at stuff. So I remember that dress actually very iconically. And I think I think, you know, good for you. It was your last it was your moment. It was like it was that was like a deep breakup. I actually just watched it again because I knew I was talking to you. Oh boy. And it was like <laughs> eight minutes of you guys like going back and forth and him trying to convince you to stay, and you just you you were like, I'm not staying. No, I, I
0: think people were questioning whether, like, when I walked in, was I trying to have him tell oh, me it was me? Yeah, and that you know, please stay, please stay. My bags were packed, my wedding dress was on, and I was going out um, that night. No matter what, what that conversation was, I think a lot of the tears that you saw were just I I liked Colton a lot, and I had respect for him, and I just felt like I was potentially kind of gonna make him question this whole process, Mm. um, by leaving and kind of doing it so abruptly when our time together at that point had been nothing but positive. And so I just, I don't like hurting people's feelings or, or springing stuff on them. And so, yeah, I was definitely leaving. I just hated the process of it
1: you now that you say that it triggers i remember everyone was like has she ever seen this show obviously he can't say it's you and that's always the narrative but i also you have to sympathize with the girl like or the guy whoever it is it's like yeah we know you can't like say that or leave but at the same time it's like who wouldn't be secretly asking that but you also were just like i gotta get the hell out of here yeah. <laughs> i was done and that 17
0: hour uh jet lag really <laughs> made me lose my mind <laughs>
1: So good. Um, Do you have any packing regrets or fashion regrets? I don't know if the dress would be a regret or you know. No, I don't regret it. I had to give Twitter something to talk about.
0: Um, Do I have any packing regrets? No, except for the fact that I left a lot of stuff in Thailand. Oh. Yeah, I packed real quick, and there was some tequila involved in my packing to get up the courage to like have that conversation later. So I think between the tequila and maybe being overly tired, yeah, there's probably, that hotel got some good gowns.
1: <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> Damn. Um, do you regret any tears shed on The Bachelor?
0: No, because that's who I am. I mean, Fair. why regret it? Emotions are emotions. I'm not going to be ashamed
1: that I cried. Do you regret you guys dubbing the group of older women the Cougar Den on Colton's season? <laughs>
0: No, it's totally my fault. Demi got so much crap for that and it was me night one as my way of like kind of breaking the ice of who else is older than mm-hmm. him. Um it was supposed to be just a funny thing and it kind of translated into like this ageist mm. and it, conversation that it just wasn't. It was funny.
1: Do you regret not being on the Women Tell All? Hell no. <laughs> was that I
0: I was in Mexico. I was a bridesmaid in my friend's Mm -hmm. wedding. And I knew what was going on because, you know, some of the girls called me afterwards. And that women tall was very much Jerry Springer ish. And I was enjoying my time sitting on a beach in Mexico. I think no, I'm I won. And I didn't have to do a hot seat.
1: No, you would have probably.
0: Oh, you know, I would have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of Mexico, do you regret not going on Bachelor in Paradise?
0: No, because the season that I would have gone, the the girls were really young, the guys were really young, and I don't think there had been anyone on that beach for me. And, you know, quite frankly, it was just a really dramatic nonsense season. Um, so I probably would have left in the same fashion. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, I'm over this, I'm leaving. And I didn't want to do that twice.
1: <laughs> that is so fair. Would you ever... I guess, is it just like you're so far gone that now if they like came to you and they were doing more paradise, like if you were asked to do that or even another reality show?
0: Um, Never say never, but it just have to be something that, yes, it's good to get your face out there and all of that career-wise. But if I was going to do a dating reality show, I'd have to at least have an interest in someone or a curiosity about someone. I wouldn't just go down and hang out with 22 year old men that I don't have a future with.
1: Yeah. I know you're friendly with Blake and he had the ups and downs of paradise. Poor man. (laughs) He's probably maybe told you, you know, go, if you want to go, go, but just be aware of what's, what might happen to you.
0: (laughs) We have had a lot of conversations about paradise and, would he go again? Would I go? It is probably something that around, you know, springtime, we tend to talk about quite a mm-hmm. bit um, behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm comfortable with the fact that I was not down for that last,
1: last round of the beach. I think that's, that's fair. Um, before I let you go, I need predictions on how you think Katie season's going to end and tell everyone what you've been up to. I know you're a makeup artist and all that fun stuff. Uh, well, I don't know. This Blake thing is going to throw
0: a <laughs> wrench into it. But mm-hmm. I think they're easily gonna be the top two. We'll just see okay. what happens. I just hope I'm kind of a sucker for the love story of the show. Mm-hmm. And we got that with accentation. And and I really hope I get to see it with Katie because you know, the past few seasons it hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> so I'm nice rooting for <laughs> Yeah, I'm rooting for my girl Katie and whoever she ends up with, I just wish them the best because it is
1: hell after you
0: get off this show, I imagine.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I think Zach and Tasha was such a pure proposal. It felt mm-hmm. so, it was like a nice way to bring back like the pureness of the show. And then that James season just really fell apart. I mean, they're doing okay now, I think, but it was quite the journey. It's been a messy few
0: seasons, but you know, I think getting off this show is when the relationship actually starts and doing that yeah. in the public eye adds so much pressure to it. So I just wish them all the best, however yeah. her season turned out. I As actually, for me. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm just sweating in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so hot. 17 degrees here. Yeah. Um, I've been a makeup artist for 12 years. Obviously, COVID, you know, put a halt in, in that career, but, um, things are starting to open up and hopefully I'll be working on a lot of productions and weddings again and back with clients.
1: That's awesome. Did anyone ever like recognize you or say anything when you were doing their makeup of like, oh, you were the girl in the white dress who just broke up with Colton?
0: (laughs) It's hard to hide when you're a redhead. Yeah. You stand out a little bit more. So, for the first year after the show, there was a lot of people that would stop me or clients. You know, I'd walk into a wedding and they'd go, oh, isn't that, wait, what's your name again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's died down. I haven't been on the show for what, three years? Yeah. So, my,
1: My star is burnt out. (laughs) Well, I enjoy following you on Instagram. I think you're fun. And I'm so happy you did this with me. It felt like it was finally time. I feel like we've been following each other for a while. It was time to, you know, recap. And you can come back anytime. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Don't forget to leave us five stars and come back every Tuesday and Friday for more Bachelor breakdowns, interviews, and all things Bachelor Nation.